More than a vacation, more than relaxation, could it be as we need rest of heart and mind? We'll talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey friends, my name is Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse, and in the studio here we have Jonathan, Israel, and Callie. How are you guys? Good, Good. How, are you? how are you? We are looking at Hebrews, aren't we? Yeah. Yes, and we need rest, don't we? We've yes. been plugging at this topic for, for weeks now, <laughs> and uh, it's been a good study, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, Hebrews is one of the harder books of the Bible, but like we do here at Inverse, when we start studying it and we go into the verse, or Inverse, uh, we start liking it, and not just liking it, loving it, and it becomes a real book, a real tangible book for us. Uh, Jonathan, if you can pray for us, and afterwards we're going to go to Hebrews 4. Sure, let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity we have to study the Bible again. What a blessing, what a privilege. And we want to invite you to be our first and foremost guest here with us, and that you will speak to us through the Word, you will teach us and guide Amen. us, and be with all those who are watching as well. We pray that the Holy Spirit will make things clear and bring out the lessons that we need to hear today. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through, well, let's just do start 1 and keep on going until, until Israel putters out. Okay, verse 1. Callie, read for us. Okay. okay. You won't putter out. Verse 1. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience, again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, each, each Bible passage, there's always this one word that usually is a theme, and the, that, that word that's repeated over and over again, at least from what I see, is the word rest. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. see it over and over again. Israel, what, what have we covered thus far in the book of Hebrews 1, 2, and 3, and then what are we heading to in 4? So we've talked about the fact that Hebrews, first of all, is a sermon, right? It's a, it's a message that we believe Paul was preaching to the Christian church. Uh -huh. the, the, the sermon is broken down into four, four major theological parts, and after each part there's a little exhortation. Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4 kind of are going to form the second, the second theological part and the second exhortation. We're talking about in chapter 3 the fact that Christ is greater than Moses, the Apostle Moses, mm. which is a big deal, mm -hmm. right? Because Moses is the greatest of all apostles, the greatest of all prophets mm -hmm. in the mind of the Hebrew person. And so here uh, Paul is saying, look, Christ is even
even greater than Moses. Then after that, he's going to now give the exhortation, which he's basically bringing out um, lessons from the life of Israel, ancient Israel, talking about how they fell, and then the uh, the applications of how that how their experience applies to us today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Israel's just talked about you know, one, two, and three. This theme of Jesus being better is the predominant theme throughout mm -hmm. Hebrews. Yeah, Jesus mm -hmm. is better than the angels. Jesus is better than uh, Moses. Moses. And now here in chapter four, at least in verse eight, it says, "If Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward give spoken of another day." So, in a sense, Jesus is better than than Joshua. Mm -hmm. Jesus gives us a better rest. Uh, what are some uh, other things we can mine here from this passage mm -hmm. from chapter four, Jonathan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, here we, Paul is trying to build up an argument about the fact that there is still more rest for us. Now, mm. we, we should probably unpack a little bit the concept of rest. Okay. Uh, what is it all talking about? Yeah. You know, in the Bible, you see different, in different places, this idea of resting. Yeah. We see God rested very in the, in the beginning at creation. Um, the Sabbath day, yeah. you know, means rest, to yeah. cease from work. But then we see also this, uh, this concept of rest for the people of Israel. And it's mentioned here as well uh, that, you know, when they and that the promised land, God will give them rest from the enemies, rest mm -hmm. from you know, all the struggles that they've been going through. Mm -hmm. But then also on a spiritual level, there is a certain kind of rest. And uh, the, you know, then of course the promise of rest in the future. So Paul is trying to kind of combine these concepts and he's encouraging um, the believers mm -hmm. to, you know, to stay faithful and to remember that there is still, a, there remains a rest for the people of God, as it says in verse 9. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what he's trying to hone in, mm -hmm. hone in on. Israel. I love how the chapter begins. It says, you know, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Here, like, he introduces mm -hmm. fear into the Christian experience, right? He's, he's actually encouraging us to fear. Why should we be afraid? Well, this is the, the challenge that the, uh, the, the church is facing, right? The challenge, that, the challenge that the church is facing is it's gone from phase one where they were excited. They were proclaiming the message, right? Then after the proclamation of the message, they experienced the persecution because of the message. Now they're in the third phase of that Christian experience where they're beginning to drift away. And the reason why they're drifting away is because religion for them has become something that is just you know, yeah, burdensome, normal. They've become indifferent to it. Mm. So he says, be afraid of indifference. Why? Because indeed, verse two, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. In other words, look, the similarities that we have mm -hmm. is that the children of Israel had the gospel preached to them. We've had the gospel preached to us. Mm -hmm. It says, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Mm. So why is it that even though they received the gospel, the gospel was of no profit? They never received rest mm -hmm. because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, look, we have we can learn lessons from the children of Israel because they received the gospel just like we received the gospel. But clearly, as we look back on history, we realize they did not benefit. They did not get the rest from that the gospel is supposed to preach, uh, bring. Why? Because they did not mix it with faith. So can, could this be, uh, again, going back to our covenant segment, a New Testament? Testament and an Old Testament reaction to the same gospel. Yeah. So they're both, uh, both groups are keeping the, the Sabbath, but one is keeping it not w with faith and, and it, as it should, and other, if you're not keeping the Sabbath with faith, how are you keeping it? 
Yeah, well, you're, well, you're not keeping it, right? You're, 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 it, it, you have the illusion of keeping it. Mm. it it's, it, you know, you're deceived to think that you're thinking of, but you're not. It's got no actual benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying there's a need to mix into everything that you do. There's a need to yeah. mix faith into, into the Christian experience. And, and I think, I mean, we're talking here m about more than just the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, so the Sabbath, and I don't want to see this, I don't mean it in a negative way, the Sabbath is great. The Sabbath is a celebration of a deeper reality. The Sabbath really is the celebration of the rest that we find in Christ, uh, which takes place all the time. So what Paul is trying to say here is that the people, you know, the, the people of Israel, they, yes, they entered into the promised land and all these things, but they did not, not all of them anyways, because of their lack of faith, the lack of the obedience, they did not enter that spiritual rest that comes through a saving relationship with the Messiah. And so that, that deeper rest that God wanted for them, uh, they, Le they lack. They missed out on. Okay. You know, and and so, but Paul is Wait, saying. Hold that, on. Let's let's clarify sure. this because we're we're uh, we're kind of mixing and and uh, <laughs> making assumptions here, maybe for some. So when when people rest on that superficial level mm -hmm. uh, from this passage, yeah. it's talking that people are keeping the the seventh day Sabbath, mm -hmm. right? Once a week they don't work, mm -hmm. right? That's 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 resting, quote unquote. But you're saying that's not the real rest mm -hmm. that God intended for them to have. Mm -hmm. So what is that real rest that God has intended mm -hmm. for them? So on a deeper level, uh, you know, we, what sin has done to the, the human nature is that it brings unrest, it brings disruption, it brings dis, uh, disharmony and, and, and all kinds of issues that come with it. Okay. And so the, the, the deeper human, um, the, the human heart needs, um, can only find rest in salvation, in the connection with the Messiah who, you know, who calms the storm, who's the one that brings peace. And so that righteousness by faith experience that the, many of the people of Israel c did not experience because of the old covenant thinking, etc., etc. Um, this is what God wants us to have, uh, this salvation experience on a deeper level. The Sabbath becomes a celebration of that um, as a, yes, you, you cease to work, but you also are resting in Christ. You are resting in what He has done for you. Okay. All right, okay. Callie, um, share with us, make that a little bit clearer for us. How is <laughs> not working on one day, how is that kind of an analogy or related to, or where was the connection to that and, and, and Jesus and the Jesus, the, the rest that He brings? I'm yeah. not seeing that as clear yet. Okay, so a lack of work um, and bringing the lack of rest there is, so we, it, it points to righteousness by faith. Okay. So it's not righteous by works. Okay. Um, and it's, I think we've talked about this on previous quarters of, it's interesting that the day that God calls the holiest is the day that God also tells us not to work. Mm. And it's bringing out this idea, just as you did not create yourself, just as you cannot redeem yourself, you didn't do any of those things, you can't do those things, mm -hmm. and you're closest to me, not because you read your Bible, not because you don't take a certain amount of steps on the Sabbath, but because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus creates that, that possibility for that deeper rest. That isn't just not work, but it's that resting in the assurance of salvation mm -hmm. through faith alone. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess uh, uh, for me, uh, a lot of Sabbath keeping mm -hmm. is often by me not working, mm -hmm. it's also me, it's an action of mine. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That yeah. some people think, well, I work, and then the Sabbath, I will intentionally not work. Mm -hmm. yeah. So by me not working, it I'm becomes kind of a work, in that, if, if that makes yeah. sense. It's an I'm action that I'm to not doing. Work. Yeah, I'm working not to work. And it's, we, it, for those of us who live in the first world, we have that luxury. It's a weekend anyway. Mm -hmm. And when then we can either secularize, oh, this is my vacation day. This is the day where God says I can just not work. Mm -hmm. 
But more than that, what I'm seeing, what we've been putting the two of you together, it's it's by me not working, I am intentionally not getting income. Mm -hmm. I am not going to support myself, and it's it's a day of resting in an ex external party, and then being assured that he's going to take care of me. Yeah, resting in his. That promise. connection isn't always as clear in the first world for mm -hmm. first world Sabbath keepers, mm -hmm. right? It's more like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm, I've kept the Sabbath, so where's my where's my benefit? Give me mm -hmm. my benefits package. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kelly. I think we can also go into the idea of we can use it as we're better than other people because we rest. So like you work on the mm. Sabbath, I don't work on the Sabbath. So my lack of activity makes me holier than mm -hmm. you. And mm -hmm. that's it, which is still righteous by works. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can call something else, but that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna take a break right now. When we come back, we're gonna look at how does this connect with the Messianic promise in Hebrews chapter four. This is Inverse, I'm Justin Kim, stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We're in Hebrews chapter 4, and we're talking about vacations, we're talking about rest, and we're talking about relaxation, but not on a Airbnb and a VRBO level, but on a spiritual <laughs> level, on assurance level. And uh, on our conversation, what I'm really getting at is that Sabbath is not a day of works or not works, it's really the day of grace. It, epit it epitomizes grace. Mm -hmm. The irony is those who keep the Sabbath are often accused of being, being a people of works, mm -hmm. and then the day of works, which is really the other six days, are some people will consider they had a day of grace. So there's a little bit of interesting... Um, yeah. uh, twisted dynamics. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twisted dynamics is a, is a good word. Yeah. Um, any other things that you see there in chapter four that, that you want to mine out, Callie well, and one, Israel? One thing is just the approach here. Uh, I just really appreciate how the author is like, this verse says this, therefore this. Mm. And it's, it's almost like this is a very good template of how to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, so you're having these different scriptures coming together and bringing conclusions from it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I just like that because it, it shows us that not everything in scripture is explicitly said, mm -hmm. but just as other books draw from other books from studying, we can do that in our mm -hmm, personal mm -hmm, Bible study. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There's, to me, you, you mentioned uh, that one of, the, one of the themes of the chapter is the theme of rest. Mm. Uh, another theme that emerges for me is the, the theme of today, mm. right? Today, if you hear my voice, mm -hmm. harden not your hearts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I think today is mentioned like five times yeah, or something you're like right. that, yep. right? Yep, yep. And so there, there, that's another element that kind of comes, that kind of comes into play here, mm -hmm. which is important for us to note. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the reason why this is important to me is because it's bringing the application of uh, the Christian experience and of the Sabbath and of what he's trying to say. Mm -hmm. And it says it applies to us today. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea of faithfulness today. He's saying, look, the, the rest that he's talking about, which, by the way, is, as Jonathan was mentioning earlier, is not just talking about the Sabbath rest, mm -hmm. but it uses the same word to talk about like uh, the, the promised land. It was a mm -hmm. type of rest. The temple was some, you know, using the same the same uh, Greek word. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what he's saying is mm -hmm. that these things have always been available. The rest of God has always been available to his people. What was the problem? The problem was that even though it was available, it didn't benefit them because they didn't not receive it. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying today, even though it's been available forever, now you have your unique opportunity today mm -hmm. to accept this rest, to accept this righteousness, which comes by faith in Christ, mm -hmm. to accept Jesus into your life today, 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 today. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's also a critical component to the Christian experience that many times in our Christian faith, we look at the past, right? 
or we tend to look towards the future, but mm. we neglect the today. I have, today is all I have. The reality of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the promise that it, it, all we have is right now mm -hmm. to take advantage of everything that God gives to us today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Powerful. That's, really, uh, that's, that, that's a real-time God, a real-time religion happening, streaming live right now. Mm -hmm. Not just in old time. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, um, I want to look at two verses here. In, okay. in verse uh, 2, it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So a lack of faith. And then if you jump to verse 6, okay. it says, Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Mm -hmm. So we see here that uh, a lack of faith and disobedience go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And those are the, the issues, you know, um, that keep people out of that experience of righteousness by faith. Mm -hmm. Because righteousness by faith, you, you put faith in God, which faith. leads to <laughs> obedience, not a, a, a works-oriented obedience, but a love-based obedience, mm. um, not trying to merit any favor with God, because I love God, I want to be in harmony with Him. And as I mentioned earlier, this spiritual rest that God desires to give us through salvation, it brings harmony to, us, to our lives because it tunes our hearts, you know, to sing His grace. It tunes into the, into the, into the um, what would you call it, really in, in, into the, the vibes of, of the universe, which is love, into the, into the frequency of God's will, right? And once you are in harmony with that, you, you, you're part of, of this incredible experience of love yeah. and it brings rest to your soul. You, suddenly, um, you know, your entire human experience is, uh, is flourishing and, 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 and it is beautiful because you are living according to the way that you were designed to live mm. because God is guiding you. However, we are still not fully there, right? We are, uh, while we are, you know, in the Bible you have this concept in theology of already but not yet, yes. right? You know, uh, you know, uh, I don't have kids yet, but you guys have kids and you have kids probably when you drive in the car and like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, in your mind you're like, I want to be in this vacation spot. We're, we're, I'm, I'm there with my mind, but I'm not there physically yet. And so, um, okay. we can have that experience. In a, in a way, we do have that experience with Jesus. You know, Jesus tells us we can have eternal life by having a relationship with Him, the quality of eternal life. But yes. the consummation of eternal life is not until we actually get to heaven, when mm -hmm. we literally have new bodies and live forever mm -hmm. uh, with Him. And so, in the same way, we see that here, if we look at verse 9 then, uh, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. So, Paul is saying, Yes, you had the Sabbath. Yes, we had all these experiences where God gave us rest you know, as an illustration of what's yeah. to come, but there's still more to come. Yeah, it's really cool. We're seeing that the Sabbath was given in the past at creation, and Israel's talking about the Sabbath is given an experiential opportunity. Now it's today, and you're saying that the fulfillment of we were given that down payment now, but we also have that full realization in the future. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have past, present, future. This is this 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 ongoing trajectory of of the Sabbath. Yes. It's many in many ways. It's 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 saying that Jesus is the Sabbath, mm -hmm. right? Jesus mm -hmm. is this 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 divinity uh, injected into time that we can mm -hmm. experience past, past, present, and the future. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. amazing. Yeah. What other elements do we see there in chapter 4? What, what, what else can we mine out? How do we experience this 
uh, how do we tap in to this Sabbath uh, living timeline uh, <laughs> nexus? Well, yes. I, th I think the biggest thing is just learning from the mistakes of those before us. We talked okay. about they didn't enter in because of disbelief yes. and disobedience. Yes. So the way we enter into is then through faith and through obedience. And again, that obedience that comes through faith because we can, we can look very similar to what we should on the outside, mm. but it's about what comes from faith. Are we, are we keeping the Sabbath because we think it makes us righteous or are we keeping the Sabbath because we know Jesus makes us righteous? Mm -hmm. And even looking forward to the future, do I look forward to the future and the end of the great controversy mm -hmm. and the full consummation of rest because I'm just kind of like sick of paying taxes and I want to get out of here? Or is it because I want to spend eternity with my Savior mm -hmm. and I want to rest in He who created me and redeemed me? It's mm -hmm. so like there's there's all that kind of the, the motivation and that faith is what really enables to have that experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, while you were talking, I was thinking if we were going to link this back to, to uh, episode one. By the way, we really encourage you to go to hope, uh, hopetv.org slash inverse and you can look at past episodes of, of inverse and different different Bible topics that we've talked about in different seasons. Uh, but when we go back to episode one, we talked about the context of Hebrews mm -hmm. and they're going through this persecution and all these immediate, you know, horrible things are happening and it's as if Paul is saying, hey, throwing them a lifeline outside of their context, mm -hmm. right? It's like, hey, get out of it. In the, in the past, you had Sabbath. In the present, God's giving this opportunity. And in the future, you're going to get out of it kind of looking beyond, zooming out rather than being in your little, you know, Google Maps in your local neighborhood. <laughs> zoom out and see, hey, there's Mars and Jupiter <laughs> and there's a, there's a whole universe out here mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Israel. And as you as you mentioned that the the because the theme we can't forget the theme of Hebrews in this in this little mm -hmm. uh, context and that is that the theme of Hebrews is Jesus Christ right so the way in which we zoom out the way in which we see the whole picture is through the concept of Jesus Christ in other words he says look they missed Jesus in the Old Testament mm. you know when they were looking for rest they were looking they were so focused on the promised land mm. that they forgot what the promised land resembled mm. and so in the same way just like they missed the boat we're in the same context where we're going to miss the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's right. The rest is right before us, yeah. but we can be so focused on, mm -hmm. you know, the, the the literal that we miss the great picture, which is the pointing of Jesus Christ. Now, what's cool about this passage, which he which he does brilliantly, is at the at the end of um, chapter four, it says in verse sixteen, "Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain uh, mm -hmm. mercy or grace and and mercy in time of need." Mm -hmm. This throne of grace, he's he's referring to. He's referencing to in that let us he's referencing to Jesus right in other words we have this we have the danger of missing out on the beauty of the Sabbath and so forth and so on so he says let's draw back let's zoom out and let's approach the throne of grace where the high priestly ministry of Christ is found mm. now I, I, this, th I'm excited about this so I, I got to take you to Hebrews chapter 10 even okay. though I know we're not supposed to be there <laughs> we can go there yeah, in Hebrews chapter 10 Hebrews 10 is dealing with the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ right okay. and in that context of the high priestly ministry of Jesus Which Christ. Which verse are you at? We're going to go to verse 25. 25, okay. In the, within that context of the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ, he says, now we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhort one another so much so as we see the day approaching. Mm. So chapter 10 is really dealing with the high priestly ministry of Jesus. It, it points us to Jesus, but within that context, as he's talking about Jesus, he says, and by the way, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And I believe that Hebrews 4, Hebrews 10 are connected. You know what that whole led us talking about the high priestly ministry of Jesus. And then the Sabbath connects both of them. And the whole point with that is that every week, 
Sabbath is designed to reflect, to turn our eyes to Jesus. Mm. And our eyes are turned to Jesus, not just by ceasing labor, but most importantly, by coming together. Mm -hmm. And so Paul is saying, look, the reason why we're drifting apart is because we've lost sight of Christ. Mm. And the reason we've lost sight of Christ is because we have developed the habit of not coming to church. Mm. And so there's a connection when he's saying the, the finding the Sabbath rest, you find the Sabbath rest, or when he's saying assembling yourselves together, he's specifically dealing with coming to church on the Sabbath. Mm. There is the time in which we find through community with each other, through the spoken word, through song. That's when we find a renewed glimpse mm. of Jesus Christ that mm. elevates our present experience pointing us to the future experience mm -hmm. of Christ. No, that's real. That's very practical. We talked about a lot of the theoretical and the theological, but that's, hey, that's an everyday Sabbath thing that we can do. Yeah. There are a lot of Sabbath keepers out there, but they rather keep it out in nature all by themselves, humming on top of a mountaintop and doing yoga and whatever. But you're saying, hey, hang out with Uncle Joe and, and Grandma Susan, who, who they need encouragement too, and talk about mm -hmm. Jesus with them. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, I want to uh, talk about a little about uh, the Sabbath and how do we, how do we, uh, just like have you, you have, Maybe there's some people who have not kept the Sabbath. Uh, maybe they don't know anything about the Sabbath. They do want to experience this. What are ways they can enter into the Sabbath? Mm. Or maybe there's others who have kept the Sabbath for a long time, but it's just merely going to church and coming back home. Mm -hmm. How do we get into that? How do we check to the next level on that? Uh, uh, Sabbath keeping begins, uh, in my opinion, not just by going to church on the seventh day, Saturday, but it, I believe it, it starts with having a grace-filled experience with Jesus. Okay. Uh, having that righteousness by faith experience where you surrender your life to him and you say, you know, fill my life. I want to be in harmony with your will. Show me, we saw disobedience was the problem here. Mm -hmm. I want to be obedient, not based on works, but because I love you. Mm -hmm. So having that love connection with Jesus and then obedience to his will, uh, that will give us joy and harmony. As I said earlier, it will bring rest and it will lead then uh, to a celebration. The Sabbath will become meaningful in that way because you are celebrating that reality of Jesus having given you rest from sin and self-destruction in your life. Mm -hmm. And you celebrate that, you know, with your brothers and sisters uh, by, uh, by coming to church, by coming together uh, and, and pointing and, and looking mm -hmm. at that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Kelly. Yeah, I'd also say know that sometimes, a lot of times, <laughs> keeping the Sabbath can be difficult mm. because it could it is completely contrary to human nature. Um, I have a really easy time understanding mentally and logically that I'm saved through faith, but I feel a lot better about myself when I'm productive. Mm -hmm. And so the Sabbath attacks that every week. Mm. Like you think you're a better person when you do all these things. And I'm like, <laughs> I do, I don't know why mm. you gotta bring this up every week. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it, it can be hard because it requires you to surrender to someone else mm -hmm. and to trust someone besides yourself and to love someone more than yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it, it can, even though it's a freeing and a beautiful experience, it might still be a difficult transition mm -hmm. because it's contrary to our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. Maybe you're out there and you have a relationship with Jesus Jesus, but you don't know about the seventh-day Sabbath, take a risk on Jesus and keep His day. Keep the day of Hebrews 4, the seventh-day Sabbath, and rest from all your works. Maybe you're a seventh-day Adventist Sabbath keeper and you haven't really taken the time to really look at the meaning of the Sabbath. Well, take the time to dedicate your life to Him and keep the Lord of the Sabbath's day, the seventh-day Sabbath. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's yours. We'll see you next week here on Inverse as we continue our journey on Hebrews.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.